The following podcast contains spoilers and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Showdown Podcast. This is a Survivor Series. We are bringing you Purple Rain today. Uh, we are without Brad, so it is Vic Miller and myself, Corey Miller, along with Mike Whitcliffe, who is taking Brad's spot today. Uh, how are you, Mike? Uh, I'm great. Uh, does, if I'm taking Brad's spot, does that mean I have to make fun of you uh, saying vaguely racist things, and then make fun of you saying overtly racist things? Uh, of course. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You can do that. So you don't have a soundboard, so you can't actually, you know, affect me at all. I- I'm okay with it. Okay, good. So, um, so yeah, we we uh, we were sh- we were shocked this week. However, okay, <laughs> I can't even get into the intro. <laughs> I didn't do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Where, no, where's your fail? Where's your fail sound effect for that one? The, the fail <laughs> sound effect so failed. Fail. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice job. Nice. Anyway, wow, it's so nice to be on an award-winning podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it, it's a, it's a wonder that we that we won considering the situation. Anyway, we were uh, we were really surprised this week when uh, when we heard of the the death of Prince and. Um, it, and, I, and I think it affected it, it affected a lot of people. I think more so than any any celebrity I'd seen in recent years. Well, we're starting to hit that point that the celebrities that we grew up with are getting old and dropping off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, big time. When you start with you have Michael Michael dies, and that was obviously a huge yep. huge thing. Then uh, you had David Bowie earlier David this year. Yeah. And this year has been rough. This year has been fucked. I mean, there, there's there's no other word for it. I mean, with with, with all this, I, you know, it's so weird because it, death, you know, celebrity deaths, it really was never hit hit me at all until I, I think when my grandmother died about four four or five years ago. Is your grandmother a celebrity? Yes, she was. Oh, sweet. Yes. No, uh, no. I mean, it, it's, in all in all seriousness, I think that when when she did, that's when I, um, I don't know. I think I was able to. Death really hit me, whether whether it was somebody I knew, or or celebrity that that I followed. Right. Well, I mean, I, I think also in based on your your age range, you know, if someone dies from our demographic. Most of them are like, who the hell is that? Like, yep. there's a lot of people, like millennials, who are like, there are those that know Prince because he's still he was still relevant because of Super yep. Bowl and everything else. But you know, if if say for us, if um, if we were around and like Burt Lancaster died when he died, I would have been like, who? Yeah. Look at Burt Lancaster. Okay, yeah. and then of course everyone was like, you know, from the great movie, blah blah blah. I'm like, no, before my time. Yeah, had no interest. Yeah. Sorry, he's gone. But so um, you know. Wah, wah, wah. 30 years from now, uh, when the kids that are 15, 16, 17 years old are pushing 40, or I guess if it's 30 years, they'd be, you know, a little older than that. But uh, uh, when uh, Taylor Swift kicks off, it's going to be a a sad day for those kids. But, you know. (laughs) And then for us, right? Who cares? And for us, all about it. (laughs) I'm ready for her to go. (laughs) (laughs) Um. There, there was something else I was gonna, I was gonna talk to, to. No, 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 no. You're fine. Oh, I know what it was. It was uh, before, you know, several years ago, 
like I, I would see videos when JFK died and everybody across the country is just um, is crying and I'm like why are you guys, you guys didn't know him. He was just, he was the president, and you didn't really have any connection to him. But now, but now, having been through what I've been through, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Jackson didn't even really hit me. Well, there's also the lens of history. Once you, you know, when you're a kid and you hear JFK, you're like, all right, he's president, he died, I get it. But then when, once you, you know, learn a little more and know a little more, you start to understand what he did. And how important he actually was in the time that he was around. You go, oh, no, I totally get why people were upset. Yeah. And let's be honest, there was a much more informed time back then. People were a little more interested in what was going on from all age demographic, all age groups, well, rather than you know the the just the people are people are still interested in what's going on. They're just interested in the minutia, right? Instead of you know uh, what he picture. had, they, they'd be more interested in you know if JFK had if JFK today had a an Instagram of right. what he had for breakfast, you right. know, they'd love that, but they don't want to hear about policy change. They're like, or... oh God, we just lost some of the greatest tweets ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and Brad, Brad gives me crap, you know, when, when I talk about Piper, you know, but you know, that, that's what started for me as far as the celebrities go and, and being at, and, uh, you know, having that connection. Albeit, you know, a very minute connection. I have, I have not yet had one that has really hurt me. But I mean, Stanley's ninety three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, when that day happens, oh, it's it's nerds be, across the country, yeah. man. Yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna see vigils everywhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, and Excelsiors pronounced all over the world. Yeah, in, there's in gonna be so many fashion. Excelsior tweets. And then tweets. somewhere, Jack Kirby will be smart. No, I'm not. That's not true. <laughs> Kirby was Kirby. No, that's not right. I'm sorry. Well, you know, for me, you know, when like when Kurt Cobain died. Uh, I remember where I was, and I was, you know, saddened, but I wasn't to the point where, like, I was when Piper died, when uh, even Prince, you know, I'll, I'll admit it, I did shed a tear. Um, and there, You wouldn't think so, the way you were talking about that documentary about him a few a while back. What documentary? That Kurt Cobain documentary you were talking about. Oh, no. Whatever I, it was. Oh, were... that one? <laughs> yeah, because I know that. I think I saw you welling up a little bit during that conversation. Well, no, I didn't do that, but but yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, and even when Lane Staley of Allison Chains died, that you know that one hit me again. So, um, yeah, Vic's got a Vic's got a dumbfounded look yeah, on his face. That, uh, okay, sure. yeah, he was a white guy. Whereas, oh, I, know. <laughs> I mean, just in general, like when Michael Jackson died, that was a more traumatic thing for for me than right. You know, no, I no, 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 I know. But, like you said, it's 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 about the people themselves that are that what what part of their background, culture, and history with that that artist. Yeah, you know how big was that artist and that person's uh, life and that person's um, understanding of music and all that kind of stuff. So it really kind of depends on on how they they played into it. Yeah, I mean David Bowie dies; it's a big thing. Like everyone knows. Like I know David Bowie. I know David Bowie's music, but. You know, it didn't it hit me too, and it didn't hit me like Michael Jackson's death. It didn't, yeah. it didn't hit me like Prince's death because this has like not only like sentimental value from a historical standpoint from my family because this was like a, a huge thing when I was a kid. My mom loved loved Prince and loved this music, and this 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 video was in our house like the day it came out. You know, like I think she may have bought a, a VCR because of this movie. <laughs> but, like, and you wore it out halfway through the movie. No, no, <laughs> right, right <laughs> at the Lake Minnetonka scene. <laughs> the very first CD that I ever had, because we bought it, we got a CD player for Christmas. We got a CD player for Christmas from my uncle, and the very first CD we got 
was the Batman soundtrack from 89 <laughs> Batman. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was 11 years old, yeah. and it was just really starting to be a thing with CD players, and, you know, <laughs> and I we played the crap out of that CD. It was great. But can you do but, the Bat Dance? No. Oh. Oh. Come on, get it right. Bat Dance. Are you kidding me? That is not what it's called. Oh, you got it right that time. All right. So, so uh, moving on, we uh, we did watch Purple Rain yes. in, in honor of Prince, and uh, we just finished it. Mike, this is the first time you got to see it. Yep. Albeit uh, not with us. Yeah. Yeah. So what were your thoughts? Um, you're gonna put me on the spot right up front. Um. Just, we, yeah. Just okay. just no, brief summary. Um, just brief summary. I. I uh, this is not a good movie. <laughs> now, having said that. It is, as a music delivery system, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, but as on a movie level, it's Blues Brothers 2000 with Wife Beaten. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, you know. It's... Wow. Okay. We'll, we'll stop right there. Vic, you that, really derailed this whole thing. Yeah. Having said that, I love Blues Brothers yeah. 2000 completely unironically. Yeah. Well, we'll see, if we, we'll see if we can turn him. Vic, why don't you go ahead and tell us, right. uh, so, give us a rundown. Uh, Purple Rain is basically about the artist that is formerly known and then again known as Prince, um, who is actually referred to in the movie as The Kid. Um, and he is an up-and-coming um, Minneapolis uh guess funk pop whatever they want to call it at the time but I, I would call it define it as funk music um and he is, him and his band uh, the revolution are basically spending their days practicing and their nights performing um at first avenue which is a historic um music an actual real historic music club is that still around um, i don't know if it's still active or not but i'm sure it probably is i wouldn't say we should it. probably google that you should look that up before you ask yeah, no. but uh, i'm sure it probably is but um the uh, so there are several bands that are kind of like mainstays, and it's the Revolution. You have uh, Morris Day and the Time, um, who uh, or the Time, and um, a couple other bands that play on the regular, and that's how they generate their 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 cash flow to maintain their lifestyles as artists. Even though Prince still lives at home with his parents, <laughs> Morris Day apparently lives in an apartment the size of a thumbtack because they show him at the beginning of it vacuuming up his his apartment which it seems to only be like a three by nine closet well he was spending all his money on the rent for that warehouse i haven't figured that one out yet either um and they're uh ultimately you just need a place to sleep it's just pretty much it especially if you're spending all day practicing and then your entire night which literally goes into the morning for these guys yeah just uh playing music which i mean if you're if you're in that if you're in that lifestyle haven't you kind of made it I mean, to be honest, if you are a musician and you do literally nothing but eat, sleep, and drink all day, all night music, I think you kind of made it. So I think like these guys, the way they played out this movie, it's kind of like past the starving artist stage to me. It, it should be at least. Yeah. 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 So um, he it starts out. Um, like I said, he's performing on stage. He uh, Apollonia, who is the main love interest. Um, which, by the way, everyone in this in this movie is named after their real first name, um, which kind of gives you some information as to how well acting. these people um, understand the, the, the concept of acting. Um, so Apollonia uh, shows up at the club. Um, she gets to the door, and the bouncer uh, tells her, and she tells the bouncer that she's got a meeting with the, with the owner of the club, and he's like, he doesn't take a meeting with anybody. He doesn't meet anybody. And uh, he takes off to break up a fight. She sticks her foot in the door and tries to get it crushed and runs in, which 
I've been a bouncer. If that's the only guy at that door with that place as packed as it is, they've got some serious security issues because there was usually at least three or four of us at the door. I didn't understand why they weren't letting anybody else in. Was it was yeah, it so packed? Yeah, yeah, it was you it so packed. Have so many people in that building at one time. If you don't, if you screw up, you're paying a shit ton. Of <laughs> and money. the people were still outside yeah. waiting. I mean, if you do it the right Plus, way. The, the more people you keep outside, the more exclusive the club Exactly. Is, right? and, and the more people want to get in it, so the yeah. next time you open those doors, they're going to be the first one in line. So, so uh, First Avenue is still open, and it closed uh, for financial reasons in late fall of 2004, but they reopened, and, uh, and it used to be a Greyhound bus station. Yes, it did. Well done, sir. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... Um, she gets in and she meets up with the no-name waitress. I had a hard time finding this waitress's name or even her listing as a as a cast member because Vic had the hots for her. No, that was not the one. You boob! You, you <laughs> fucking up the shoes. Look at that! Oh my god. Um. So I, <laughs> I had a crush on uh, on Wendy. You fool! No, that was then. That, that was today. I mean, today. No, no, not today either. That that scar little chick wouldn't do it for me. Um. <laughs> So the little blonde-haired waitress who uh, who instantaneously deducts that uh, Apollonia is stupid because she bumped into her in a crowded uh, nightclub. What are you stupid or something? With which, how the hell did she turn into to uh, Harley Quinn? Oh, was that? Did that sound like Harley? <laughs> that's, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. But well, uh, I'm not sure that's what it sounded like. <laughs> that's what it sounded like he was trying to do. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> not too much cutting here, people. Uh, no, Brad Scott is he. Uh, but she drops, she has the smallest little waitress tray I've ever seen in my life. She has one drink on it that didn't look like it was full, and she was walking backwards. And Apollonia bumped into her, and it was her fault, and she's apparently stupid. Totally. <clears throat> but in that same point, um, she decides that she likes her, so she's going to go ahead and let her, let her sign up for a job on the smallest application I've ever seen as well. Which is basically, put down your name, where you live, your phone number, and your measurements. Which, I mean... You might as well have a checkbox that says, do you put out? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the owner of this club is a sleaze, and uh, do you apply? So uh, she holds on to that. Prince comes off stage, and you know she's watching the, the performance. Morris Day and the time goes on, um, and he starts doing his thing. Which, honestly, if you, if you really want to say, if anyone shined in this fucking movie, it was Morris Day. Like... He, he was he ate up every moment of oh screen my God, time they yeah. would give him. Absolutely. Like, yeah. He's the most charismatic, like craziest dude in the entire There's thing. a couple there was a couple scenes where his acting wasn't it, it was along the lines of everybody else, but the, but he had more he had more scenes than anybody else that were above that. that like, like literally but you're right, I agree. general charisma like showed out throughout this entire movie. Like and it wasn't really that he was necessarily acting like that's just who he is like if you see him in any like instance yeah you know in 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 you know videos or or like early mtv when they were still around and that kind of thing and actually doing music on mtv they, they played um, music on mtv at, at one time old man they definitely that's did. amazing yeah so like you just know he was he was a character but that character like came out so much more in this and it was crazy how well definitely a larger than life kind of yeah yeah and and, yeah. and 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 like far like shadowed everyone else <laughs> especially when you realize these are the mean streets of Minneapolis <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Which, by the way, um, in order for Prince to actually get them to make this movie, he had to get the producer of the movie to like basically come on board with the idea of doing it because they didn't originally like the idea of it. So he got him in the car and drove him around Minneapolis, and the producer was so scared that they were gonna get he was gonna get killed. He was just like, "All right, just take me back. We'll do the movie." <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I gotta say, most most of the acting though. I mean, you can tell right from the very first scene when Apollonia, Apollonia yeah. walks into that bar, and as soon as she uh, utters that first line, it's like, oh god. But you know what? Like, there's there's so many. You, it's just. I think after a while, not though, actors. You know, they didn't they didn't right. even try to get actors to do the movie. Like nope. everybody in this movie were the people that they were in real life. And or like a friend of the people they were in real life, yeah. And they're the basically playing themselves. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it, so look at it this way. Let, consider this, and we'll get back to, to the actual storyline, which is more not as interesting as our conversation here. By the way, um, if you look at Eight Mile, okay, which to me Eight Mile is literally a remake of this movie with Eminem, because the storyline behind it is pretty much a you know up and coming artist who has a crappy home life, who meets a girl gets fucked over by the girl because of his friend and then gets the girl back, becomes a superstar and moves on. It's literally wow. kind of the same parallel story. Okay. You hacked that from somebody. I did not. I, I heard that I, on another. I was writing it down. I was literally <laughs> writing it down as we were talking. I got it in my notes. I, I heard that <laughs> on another podcast too, but yeah, oh, right. I, but I totally agree. So yeah. like you have those, those it's parallels. There. <laughs> yeah. You have those parallels there. And then like, you're looking at it like, okay, but, in, in in Eight Mile, they went and found what Bokeem went by, like all these different. They found real actors to be in the movie to overshadow the fact that out. Slim Shady cannot act. <laughs> you yeah. know, so like it does. It, you, you just you have to show up, him. say some stuff, and yeah. then yeah. And, nope. Hey, we need to rap now, and that yeah, and that's what he's good at. So he does that in that part, like in those scenes, like when he does, you know, he does the battle rap and things like that. That's just him being him, and that works. But if it's like, oh, in the dramatic parts where he's got to have a conversation, it's dialogue, like, you're like, please keep that to a minimum because it's no good. In this, you don't have that option because none of these people are really actors. Like, yeah. so it's a music delivery system. Yeah, it's exactly what it's Well, it's like the whole first uh, at least 10 minutes is nothing but him on, him or more stay on stage. And so it's like one big documentary, well, if you, you will. And then, the last, I, and then the last yeah. like, 15 minutes. I think there's only about like... 30 minutes worth of actual dialogue in the entire yeah. movie by the time it's all said and done. And the thing of it is, you know, we talk about how bad the acting is. I think what brought the whole movie back up and what made them uh, uh, memorable for people were the concert scenes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and I think people kind of tend to forget about how bad the acting is. Well, and I mean, you know, yes, the acting wasn't great, but they committed Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. They were absolutely, absolutely. They showed up and they did everything that they needed to do. They they weren't necessarily great, but they were absolutely you know in it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Apollonia and uh, is is watching Moore's Day, and Prince does this creepy stalker thing. Where he, <laughs> he looks at the piece of paper that uh, what the hell are we going to call her? Um, Blondie. Yeah, Blondie McWaitress is holding the piece of paper. And uh, he kind of sneaks around her back and peers over her shoulder, which is kind of weird because he's so short. Peering over her shoulder, he had to have gotten up on his tippy toes. But he swings around As a behind. short guy, I'm fine with Right. That, so, he you swings know. around. Yeah, but you don't wear high heels. Yeah. And still Not consider today. yourself a short yeah. Yeah. You know, We don't so, know what he does. In a, that's in a true. Guys, you know, we're, true. we've been friends for a long time, but you don't know everything about me. That's true. <laughs> I will give you that. I will give you that. Sometimes I want to feel tall. <laughs> Sometimes I want to be a baller. Is <laughs> he skilo now? So, so and sometimes I like the way it makes my ass look. There you go. <laughs> you know. So he swings back around Apollonia, and he's literally standing there behind her with his big ass uh, diva glasses. They would be considered today. 
even though they were around in the in the eighties and girls were not wearing them as much. To me, they were more the uh, the the highway patrol cop. They were bigger than that. They They were they were huge like saucers. They were gigantic like round glasses. So those were even. He got those. Yeah. He was ahead of his time on that one. So he's standing behind her, and she's doing this thing where she's like, I know he's there, I know he's there, but I'm not going to turn around. I won't do it. I'm not turning around. Nope, nope, not going to do it. not going to turn around. And then she's like, oh, I like your... Oh, fuck, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just this weird, like, juxtaposition of, like, I, I like this guy. Within, like, two seconds of meeting him, she's all of a sudden falling in love with him, which, okay, we'll let that slide in. Well, he's apparently he's done the same thing to her. Wouldn't, right. Wouldn't yeah, it is fall Prince. In love with Prince? But at the time, he wasn't supposed to be Prince. He was supposed he's to be this kid. kid that lives in his mom's basement or wherever <laughs> the hell it was that, you know, everybody... But he was he supposed to actually be, like, 18, 20 or something? Yes. Yes, really? he was. I think, yes. Because, and honestly, like, when this, like, the, the whole time frame I mean, for this was, was supposed Prince to be... delusional? <laughs> I mean, well, I, we all know the answer to that question. Well, so, I, I mean, mean, you know, the, we've all the heard the chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that story. <laughs> um, if, you, if you look back in, like, the history of this, like, I know a lot about this stupid crap. Like I said, I, I, it's a big no, Prince thing. Yeah. But um, him and Morris Day, back in the day, were, like, kind of at this level where they were playing music and, and performing, like, on stage at, like, 14 and 15 years old. So by this point, they were kind of a local established thing that people were already into. But I guess, like, when she walks in, like, there's all kinds of people in there, and she just automatically keys in on the one person that's kind of the, the main, you know, there isn't even, like, a, there isn't even, like, a, a slight, oh, there's other people in the room. She's just, like, laser-beamed on him, and then that's it. Yeah. So. Well, he was on stage when... When she first saw so was, so was Morris Day. Yeah, well, but Prince I mean, was got a ballet. Granted, <laughs> in that movie, if they had swung that camera around at any other woman in the uh, uh, in, in the audience, all of those women they would have had the same the look. Were like, I'm a fuck him. <laughs> That's true because Bobby McWaitress was definitely all over his jock the entire movie, and a little pissed off if she never got yeah. a chance. I think yeah. too. So because she was definitely playing, uh, I guess. So what would it be for a chick? Uh, badge blocker. Um, cause she was like, oh, him, and then she's like stepping in wherever she could to like not let her see Prince, so. Badge blocker. That's the only thing I can think of, I don't know what you, I mean, you have cock blocker, there's gotta be something. Yeah. We'll go but with either it. way. We'll go with it. Um, she, uh, so that progresses on, he's, you know, she's now on, in, in his sights, um, the, the movie moves on to them, uh, and he, he really kind of, he goes home and he, we, we are introduced to his dad and his mom who have a very bad dysfunctional relationship his dad played by clarence williams the third yes who looks much better in everything else well, he's ever except done for this, this movie like I he did, really i did not recognize him yeah he really committed to looking like the skeezed out old you know artist kind of well he was younger too though thing. yeah but when he was younger and had the full fro and everything from back <laughs> in the 70s like he looked a whole lot healthier than he did in this but he did definitely play that he was committing well. Yeah. He was probably the only true actor in this movie. Yeah. If you think about it. I think the mom was an actress, was a, is a, a main actress too, they, didn't she? They didn't Which, really maybe. have a whole lot but of they, yeah. so I, I, but again, I know they were there and I remember their scenes. I couldn't really tell you much about them as Well, characters. let's see. Yeah. He beat her and then and another scene, and he beat her. And now, there was that scene where they were laying there on the couch and he was holding it. Oh, and yeah. They were kind of digging each other. And, and then well, he... what I do know is that his mother is never satisfied. No. Correct. Because <laughs> <laughs> she never gets to have any fun. No. Because <laughs> that's what she was crying as she was getting beat down for one You never let me have any fun. <laughs> um, so 
there's also uh, the next day he comes in and you have this conversation between Morris and uh, and Billy, uh, the owner of the club. And Billy is pissed off because um, the revolution don't seem to really respect their position in his club and the fact that uh, that you know he's making he's giving them money. I'm like, yes, he's you're giving him money, but he's probably making you more than you're giving. Well, they're, they're, he keeps saying that the kid's not bringing him in like he used to. Right. That's the big kid's not bringing him in like he used to. A lot of the movie seems to revolve around everybody telling Prince, dude. You need to change it up, right? And maybe pay attention to the rest of your band. And Prince being a dick to everybody yeah. that isn't Prince. <laughs> the well, funny, the funny thing was too. He says that um, that they weren't bringing them in, but it was always packed. Yeah, every scene was packed, and and it never seemed like anybody was like, "Oh, it's that Prince guy again." Like if you're if you're a band and no one likes you, yeah, people are on on like on their feet screaming and yelling for you when you're performing. They're like, "Oh God, it's those guys again." Or they're showing up after they know your set's going to yeah. be on or whatever. But that place was packed and everybody was cheering. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of not on the same page with, with uh, old Billy saying that and, and they I, weren't bringing it in. And anymore. obviously he was they, he was bringing them in because he could do one song and leave. <laughs> and everybody was still cheering for him. Yeah. <laughs> so um, because, you know, again, like you said, Prince is a dick basically. And, and, and this has been said in real life as well as in the, in the show. Um, he's got some very talented people um, his keyboardist and his uh, accompanying guitarist, I guess, would be I'm not a music person, so I guess yes, that would be that's what it true. Is. Um, the statement or the statement? The, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, it's true. Oh, well, it's both. Okay. Both. You don't. Right, so, no, no, it really is his guitarist and the, okay. the keyboardist. So the, the, the guitarist and keyboardist, and which the guitarist is the one that I had a crush on when I was a kid. So <laughs> well, that was Wendy, them, I believe. Yeah, the two of them have been writing music themselves and kind of trying to to add to their their style and their flair and their music. And every time they bring it up, Prince is just like a dick about it. Like, stop it. You're, you're no good at this when their shit is good. Like, flat out. Like, it's, it's like, good stuff. I'm the master here. Right. I'm going to do everything. And you guys can just get in line. You're the band. Right. I'm the... It's my band. I'm the guy in charge. Exactly. You guys are just work here. Did anybody else hear that, that Eminem song where he talks about he's the, he's the real star of the band? Yeah. Again, yeah. It comes back around to this. Uh-oh. But uh, <laughs> so what you're saying is that Prince or uh, Eminem just wants to be Prince. Exactly. Everybody wants to be Prince. Well, yeah. okay, you really yeah, you're, you're not it. wrong. There's you're not nobody wrong. that doesn't yeah. want to be Prince. However, I'm never wearing Axel's chaps. It's not happening. But uh, we appreciate that. <laughs> yes, we I, all, I'm we sure all Corey's chairs appreciate that. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but we do find out that apparently he is an excellent ventriloquist. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, like an amazing ventriloquist. I didn't know where the hell that came from. Because that little Punchinello thing he had <laughs> that pops out of that cone was fucking a dick as much as he was. So And his lips never moved. Yes. It, it does make you wonder, I mean, is Prince crazy? Is he acknowledging that he's just fucking nuts in the in, in, there at the beginning of the movie? Is like, we're gonna go on a ride and you're gonna <laughs> enjoy it, whether you enjoy it or not. Right. Right. <laughs> And that's and oh man, we skipped over that whole part, didn't we? What's that? Uh, was that was the 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 water thing before or after this? Oh, uh, it was before, oh, wasn't it? Um, it was literally the next day he walked up to her. Yeah, it was the next day that they went out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't. So thing. Apollonia, who is by far <laughs> the biggest um, groupie I've ever seen in my life, like within seconds, she's just a groupie of 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 you know she, princes. She, she came out to be a superstar. Yeah. 
and, and her and boobs she came just out. Kind of like hooked herself onto the first person she saw that yep. she thought was famous. Yep. But uh, not to say anything bad about Apollonia because she is actually boobs. a talented performer. But uh, she hitches her wagon to the kid, and um, he apparently is like, "I'm getting this." So he walks up to her. and He's like, "Give me that," and she's like, "What?" And he's like, "That." So he reaches down and grabs a anklet off of her boot. And hands it to him, and he walks the fuck away with it. And she's like, hey, give that back. He's like, no, you gave it to me, it's mine. I'm like, eh, nine-tenths of the law and all, it's his. But she, or it's stealing. No, she handed it to him. She, he's like, hold on, let's let's talk about this for a second. He said, give me that. So she, you walk up behind someone and said, give me that, and they give you that? It's mine. Okay, now I'm going to replay you a scenario in a school lunchroom. Hey, give me your lunch money. Okay. That's not stealing? No! You handed me your lunch money, motherfucker. That's my lunch money now. But it also it also is an indicator of, you know, if Prince can walk up and say, give me that, and you give that to him, he's going to walk up later and say, give me that. And, and she's going to give it to him, which she does the next day. The next day. So, I mean, and, and later on that afternoon, even before he says, give me that, she gives him, you know, a beef show. So, but had she not <laughs> given him the anklet, he probably would have just, eh, whatever, it's not worth it. Yeah, I don't know. He was pre- he's, she was she was in before she was in. I think well, so. Yeah. She was she was all about the D. And uh, <laughs> I'm talking about uh, Corey's list of movies that he likes. Um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you with me? Oh yes. Oh I, Jesus! I, 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 I was messing with the, I was messing with the levels. I get one for that. Um, <laughs> I'll allow she, it. <laughs> she yeah. They, they hop on his specially custom made motorcycle. So. I don't know how much you know about motorcycles, but a CBR 400 is what he was riding. Okay. Okay. So, Go ahead. I, I know shit, dude. Don't don't give me that. <laughs> so, the CBR 400, it's a 400. I mean, the size of the motorcycle is dictated by the number that comes after. So, if you're riding a 400, it's a certain size motorcycle. Well, he's like five foot three, whatever the hell he actually is with boots. Let's give him five foot five. <laughs> In for, order to ride that motorcycle, I'm five foot four. There you go. So, in, in to for that motorcycle to stand up, like you have to be able to put your foot down when you stop. And uh, an actual full CBR 400, his like tiptoes would have been on the ground, but he could fully stand on it. So they had to. That is one of the reasons I've never, I've never really done a bike. Really? Because yeah. I have issues being able to keep it upright. Yeah, yeah. that's what you she said. You have to go with a smaller yeah, bike. <laughs> no, as soon as I said it, I knew what was coming. It's like, nope, I'm just going to finish this sentence. Oh, God. That's yes. my gift to Corey. Well to, commit, you so, well to commit. So I'm figuring either they had to like shorten the, hand, the, uh, the, the front forks, put some smaller tires on this thing, because when he steps on and off of it, he's flat-footed and just kicks his leg over. But that motorcycle should have been higher. And in my mind, that should have been a much larger motorcycle than it was. So they were, And they were shooting... Uh, at a lower level too, so it made it look yeah, made it look maybe. like it's bigger. So he gets her on the bike. He drives her out to, um, serial killer style to, <laughs> to um, like a reservoir somewhere that no one else apparently knows about because no. it's off the beaten path, literally like off the road, off a trail, off into the woods. And, and I think I saw Grandma's house somewhere. And let's there. not forget, this is Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota. Yes. Minnesota. So. Uh, he gets her down this tributary or, or, or little lake thing, whatever it is, and he's talking to her about, you know, she couldn't handle, you know, being with him and da da da, and she wouldn't be able to pass the test. And he's like, she's like, what test? And he's like, well, you have to uh, christen yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. And she's like, whatever. Disrobes, takes off all of her clothes, and I'm pretty sure, like I said before, that that spot is where 
every teenage boy paused that uh, that the VHS tape, and uh, it probably has a hole worn in it. So, like, mom comes to watch the movie, and there's like, eh. <laughs> just like, why is my tape messed up right I think here? My tape is messed up. It's like, no, mom, I just tried to censor it for you so you didn't have to see her jugglies. Thanks for doing that on Fast Times at Ridgemont High, too. (laughs) Why does it seem like, well, well, I had to take care of that, mom. I didn't want you to see anything too racy. (laughs) I'm I'm helping you out here, mom. (laughs) So she disrobes rather quickly, I might add. Those hooker boots came off like that. The pants came down. I have to admit, considering up. how tight the pants were, I was yeah. impressed with yeah. her ability to get them off. We were more impressed at how fast she was able to get them back on. Well, let's not let's not let's not gloss over the fact that this chick just jumps into that water with like no warning, like and again, Minnesota, Minnesota. right? So we have no idea whether there's a no, no, you know, that could be poisonous. Like it could be water from Detroit, Detroit runoff. Like we don't uh, know. You know, so you, from, you over from Flint. jump into that water. You don't know what's in there. You come out with a radioactive leech attached to your back. But she jumps in anyway. That's, that's taking the plunge. She comes out. This dick gets on his bike and rides the fuck off. <laughs> After saying that's not like Minotaur. Right. Well, I mean, at least he tried it. He did try to warn her. Now I am going to say. Because he did bring it up. He did try to warn her that that was not Lake Minnetonka. But he waited until she took all of her clothes yeah. off. Which I also cannot blame him for. Which I would have done the same thing. <laughs> but then it comes down. He takes off on his bike. He kind of goes, jumps over this little berm. of like, that's what I'm like, <laughs> This is like, like serial killer shit. He lands on the road and kind of goes around the corner. Looks down at her trying to put her clothes back on. She falls over. <laughs> she falls on her ass. But she literally put leather... Pants, boots, while and wet. top on yes. while wet in like a matter of seconds. Yeah. It was Which, impressive. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm thinking that's just not comfortable. Now, I, I do have a little bit of uh, trivia here as far as this goes. Um, when they shot those scenes, it was too cold for them to shoot it again. Because when she jumped in the lake, they did do it in Minnesota. But they're like, okay, we want to shoot you coming out of the water now. And she was like... Uh uh-uh, uh, it's too cold. So they ended up shooting it in California. That well, part of it. They shot it four times originally. Okay. They shot it four times originally, and she actually like passed out several times from hypothermia. Oh really? Jesus. Yeah, and they had to wrap her up in blankets. And Prince, of course, took the lead and was like hugging on her to try uh, to bring her temperature he's, back he's up. He's a helper. Yeah, to, yeah. But that's then then they recorded it like because they didn't get the way they wanted, it. and then I think they, that's when they went to California. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. I was like, that's committing for one, two, like, why do they need to refilm that shot that many times? Like, Let me it's tell just you. a chick jumping in the water. Like, did she slip the first time and, like, go face first? Like, I want to see those Nick, outtakes. One word. Nick, if you ever make a movie, what's the one scene that you're going to shoot over and over and over and over? <laughs> I, I will, yes. I, I will I mean, give you that, sir. I will give you that. One word. Boobs. <laughs> The entire, the entire, uh, boobs, the entire, um, cast is like, we need to reshoot that. And then, no, oh, the, the gate wasn't set. Um, I had no sound, sir. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. But um, we didn't, we didn't have any lines. <laughs> we still didn't have sound. We got to do it again. She got to do it again. Um, I think What Prince, happened to the closed set? <laughs> <laughs> I think Prince mis- mispronounced Minnetonka. <laughs> we got to do it all over again. Prince is like, all right, let's re- reset. <laughs> So he finally uh, decides that he's going to go back for her. And he's like, let's go. And she's like, okay. And he's a dick again. 
play in the hole. Oh, get on. No. Oh, God, no. That, I, that I wouldn't really say he was, he was being a dick. Oh, it he's totally just like, He was just playing with her. I've done that to my wife. That's being that's a dick. That's being a dick. <laughs> like, yes, it's you being a dick, just so you know. I'm going to tell your wife you were being a dick that's not funny. <laughs> I, I hope you got her something really good for Mother's Day. You know, she, uh, so Carissa always posts on her, on her, uh, and that's, that's his wife. My wife. Um, she always posts, um, you know, just, he, he'll buy her a thing of flowers, just because flowers. I do this for my wife every once in a while, too. But it's not just because not flowers. Married. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just because flowers. It's, I'm making up for being a dick flowers with Corey. Well, that's what those oh, are. come on now. <laughs> I didn't know where you're going with that. I, I, I gotta say no. I was wondering why you let me get that far. I did something. I was just, I was just waiting to see where I'm you're going I'm just apologizing with. for whatever it was I did this month. Here's your flowers. <laughs> Though I think any guy that buys his wife just because flowers are probably in that same thing, and I'm and I'm taming myself. I just bought my wife a set of uh, flowers, so now she's gonna be like, "What did you do? What did you do?" Because I heard that podcast. You did something, yeah, (laughs) dear. I did the. I did nothing. I actually just saw them and bought them for you. I'm not a dick like Corey, but (laughs) for the record, I'm not a dick. No, according to me, thing where you start to take off when your wife's trying to get the car. No, not anymore. You're just a phallic symbol. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, the, the movie goes on, and basically, Moore's day is is uh, he is conniving and scheming to try to get the revolution and Prince out of the uh, First Avenue. He doesn't want them there because he knows that Prince is gaining steam. He knows that these people are actually following him, but he's convinced Billy, the owner of the club, that he's not good for the club anymore. And it's because he's a dick. He doesn't show up for meetings that they have and that kind of thing, which, yeah, okay, so he thinks he's bigger than he is, but if he's making money... But he's a genius. Right, yeah. But, I mean, if he's making money, what do we care? Like, I'm, I'm going to let that guy be a dick all he wants if he keeps bringing people through the door, and there's standing room only, there's lines miles and miles down the thing. Like, that didn't look like a, a place that was hurting at all for no, business. No, yeah. At all. So, like... Morris Day playing on Billy like, oh, well, you know, he's not bringing them in like he used to. I'm like, okay, but it doesn't look like you're he's still really full. You know what, though? If Billy if Billy doesn't get that Morris is trying to play, then he, Billy ain't that great an owner. No. No, not at all. Like, there is something wrong with, with, yeah. with Billy's I mean, overall business. My, my financial guys need to be in your – if you've got a place that's packing in that many people, right. you've got an accountant. Right. And that accountant can look and see – well, no, the numbers go up right here. Right. Um, that guy's lying to you. Yeah. So he, only... he, he's a he's a dickbag. <laughs> don't don't listen. <laughs> don't listen to the scrote out there. So there there is the only thing that I'm thinking, and then and I was trying to figure out how they figured how they justified those statements was. <clears throat> so do they sell their own tickets? So Prince goes out and sells tickets to people. Like a, like a bringer show? Yeah. That's the only thing I can figure. That's the only way I can figure that this that, that conversation actually holds weight. As far as who brings in more? Yeah. Because like you, so, so Prince hands out flyers and people come in with the flyers and that's how Prince they get through the door. Well, no, he makes yeah. the revolution do it. Yeah. But, you know, he they hand out the flyers and then when they come in, they hand them in and they take the count of the door like, okay, well, Prince had 5,000 and the, the day more stay at the time had. 5001 so he's not making the money anymore, so Morris Day's hedging them out. Or, more. if Morris Day's handing out Prince flyers, I mean, <laughs> right. it's like, we're going to be at this show, but Prince is going to be at they, this show. And they were on the same bill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, so, that's what I'm saying. Like, so the, the conversation tell. doesn't hold any weight to me unless that's what they were doing. And if that's what they were doing, 
it still doesn't make any sense, but, I mean, that's, that's the only way I can figure it. But he convinces him that, you know what you need? You need a new, fresh act. Because Morris Day does the same music that Prince does. Let's be honest. It's all pretty much the same stuff. He's got a little bit more theatrics to it. Don't you say f- an unkind word. No, I'm <laughs> Don't you talk bad about Morris Day at the time. But, uh, you know, their, their music is very similar. But I think what he's saying is, like, I need to get him out of here because our music's too much alike. And people are going to start liking him more than they already do. Let's get rid of him. So he convinces Billy. He's a threat. Yeah, he convinces Billy that you need a new, fresh talent in here. You need an all-girls band. How many times have we seen this? Yeah. <laughs> well, Prince can't be in an all-girls band. Well, he probably could. Probably and get could. away with it uh, yeah, before worry. anyone really asked anything. He does have a very soft demeanor to him. You know what, though? It works. Until he slaps a bitch. <laughs> Which he does shortly yeah, after yeah, he, he finds out that... Uh, she has decided the to... Apollonia to wants her to join. Right, so he... Maybe a, he is just like his father. Exactly. There is a scene in this movie where Morris Day, who apparently is making some fucking money because he has a, like, hangar bay of a warehouse for a practice studio. Yes. Okay, so... Well, let's not forget about his... Great things can't be too bad and, for Morris Day at the time. And, and think about his car, too. Yeah. And he's got a guy that works and for Jerome, him. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jerome's in the band. He's part of the band. And he lives in a very small apartment, so the money that he saves on the apartment goes to everything else. Maybe, maybe that's true. And I do have to say, as we are discussing and 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 throwing our our, our, our knowledge into this conversation as we're going, um, Puffy, no, Puffy had his own man ballet, and everyone thought it was the the most original, coolest thing in the world. Did he really? Yes. So somebody else stealing from Prince. Morris Day, Jerome was the original. He was the original. Yeah, but uh, I think Morris Day has more talent on the mic than Puffy did. Well, that's subjective. Yeah, most definitely. I believe that to be true. No, most but, stuff is different. That's just, that's a. That's a <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes down to it, again, another artist biting off of the the stylings of Prince. Which, by the way, um, anything that we can say about Morris Day in the time, how much you like him. It's it's literally Prince. Like he wrote all of his music. He created their, their See, style. I thought and all that might style. be true, but I wasn't gonna say it, so it is completely true, and it's actually the reason why the two of them had it out on <laughs> at the end of this movie, which we'll get to. Um, but just in general, like their friendship broke because he didn't let them have any control over their creativity for that for that group. So and where are they now? I was kidding. Well, they're still performing, <laughs> yeah, they, still touring, and still packing a house, yeah. which is fucking amazing. Because they probably do the name of the time. No, they're yeah. not allowed to use the time because Prince owns it. Uh, <laughs> that was part of the problem. <laughs> but I, they're the original seven, which is the original seven members of the time are still together, still performing. Well, at the Super Bowl, they did, they went by that name. Yes. Well, that's because Prince still makes money off of every time they use that name, and. Most people don't know who the original seven are. So if you say, we're going to have the original seven, they're like, that's nice, who are they? As opposed to you saying, we're going to have Morris Day in the time at the Super Bowl. People are like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, when they when the Super Bowl was here in Indianapolis, uh, Morris Day in the time did perform. Yes. Uh, and somebody we know was on stage with them. That's right. That was Vic. And my entire family and a cohort that travels with my daughter. Which is pretty awesome. It is awesome. I was fucking, it was, it was one of the best days of my life to be completely honest. To have my entire family up there 
my kids, my and my wife, who was my wife. It, and was not dancing with us. <laughs> she would, I could not talk her into it. But I mean, that was literally like one of the highlights of my existence. I am not a, I experience. am not a get up on the st- on the stage and dance kind of guy. Neither I, am I. I might have done it if I had. Neither if I am I. Had but that having opportunity. that opportunity, oh, and absolutely. Then, like, Morris Day walked up, shook my hand, like gave me a bro hug, everything. Like it was, it was. A That's a moment right phenomenal, there. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I totally would have done Chance it too. To do uh, if if I got time when I get back from Colorado, I will put that up on on YouTube. I'll put that up on our Facebook page once I can find the footage because I do have it recorded. Ironically, I didn't know Vic at the time, and <laughs> I was world. yeah, and I was recording it uh, just for me anyway. So. Yeah. So I, I, I got to dig that footage up to put well, it up. It's like, as long as it doesn't get yanked off YouTube. Independently before I knew you yeah. knew each other. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's weird, too. And I knew you through Will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who I did a podcast with. <laughs> There's weird threads in the podcast world. Yeah. So, um, like I was saying, he finally figures out that he's going he's gonna to make a girls group. And he's like, hey, Billy, if I make this girls group and it's hot. Which, by the way, I'm going to put them in lingerie, barely any clothing, and yeah, put them in front the of fuck, a strip man. club to perform. Um, you're going to get rid of Prince if they make money, and I'm going. So hot, three hot chicks. Did he mention no that the, the, that yes. they're going to be in lingerie? I no, did, okay. No, no, I just I added that. For okay. Sure. I love when they get up on the stage. There's actually a dude like a twenty. Yeah. yeah like it's like holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, that that whole thing was was rather funny to me. So the other, the blonde haired, not to be confused with the blonde haired uh, waitress McGee, uh, but the other uh, blonde haired chick in Apollonia Six, which was the name of that group, uh, coincidentally married the set designer for Prince, and then became Prince's personal uh, uh, what do they what do they call it the uh, his yeah. wardrobe mistress is how she's pronounced is her exact title. And I asked Vic by mistress does does that mean that he was poking her? He doesn't know that, though. I don't hey, know that to be true or not, you know, but I'm sure everyone had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> probably. So it's probably out. so. Except I mean, for let's face it. The, the Onion, when Prince died, had my favorite article about Prince dying. And it was the, the headline was just, Nation too sad to fuck, even though Prince would have wanted it that bad. <laughs> and I'm like, That's yeah, I, that, I get that. That would have brought a tear to Prince's eye. <laughs> now, now, as we, as you may or may not know, this whole movie was pretty much um, based on Prince's life. There's a lot of things that, of course, there were some parts that were taken that were made up. See, um, eight Mile, well, based on Eminem's life. That 30 minutes of dialogue. Are probably the bits of his life because well, when you think about it, like his his home situation was true. Yeah. So that was a real thing. Then um, Apollonia, the girl, the the, uh, the group that Apollonia joins is actually based on Vanity Six. Thank and? you. And uh, and the, they had a and actually I'm looking at one of their videos right now and the two backup girls, the blonde and the other one, they were. Um, they were part of Vanity Six. See, it's Blues Brothers 2000 with beating your wife. <laughs> this is completely true. Now, uh, now Apollonia was not the lead. Was she the? What, no. Did she have a different name? No, she okay. Was not, she was not actually in Apollonia. Six. She she looked the the lead singer of Vanity Six does look like Apollonia. And, and a bit. she was she was actually dating Prince at the yes, time. Yes, yes. Um, because her name is Vanity. Now, now, now. I would imagine they wanted somebody that they could say, "Hey, go get naked." Well, see, no. Here's the no. Here's the problem. Corey's favorite um, director. I and, don't uh, like where everything this is going. in in life is is Martin Scorsese. If, if you if you look back at all of our movie choices, there is a whole like 
I've got a whole pie chart that shows Martin Scorsese, Scorsese is an is excellent a, is a director. He thing. is. So uh, the uh, there's more out is there. Is it the Last Temptation of Christ? Whatever the hell it was. Was that one? Was that the, the what the, la- the last Scorsese one that we did? The, the no, no, no. The movie he did, um, the the Christ movie that Scorsese did, was that the Last Temptation? Oh, yeah. may have been. Yeah. Okay, so that's where Vanity went. She was supposed to be in this movie. But she said, I'm going to go do this Scorsese movie because it's going to do much better than this movie, I think. And she broke up with Prince right before it to take on that role. And guess what? Guess who she was playing? Take one Apologia? wild guess by b- biblically who she was playing. Oh. Um, I haven't will, seen that movie will, in so will long. Will anyone get it? No. Think biblically. Think of a whore. I was thinking that uh, I knew it was a prostitute, but I couldn't remember you, her name. You do know that if I walk into a church, I start to sizzle. Right? <laughs> I yeah. did not know this, but thank you yeah, for letting me know. Yeah. Um, so her character. I mean, her, I'm fine with it if other people go. But, you know, <laughs> her but. entire performance um, was left on the cutting room floor. So she literally did oh, that in this movie to be in Scorsese's movie, and then she got cut from the movie completely. Ended up on the cutting room floor, and missed out on being in this movie. So wow. the other person that was actually um, set to be in this was Jennifer Beals. Oh, I couldn't see her doing that. Or whatever it was. Yeah. Was, that, was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was supposed to be in it too, but she decided, no, I'm not going to do it because I want to uh, get my college education. Was this before or after Flashdance? Uh, this would have to be. She, I think she stopped acting after that, didn't she? After, after, after Flashdance? Yeah. No, she's still around. Well, I mean, like, she oh, stopped, for a while. She stopped for a while to go to college yeah, and got yeah, her yeah. degree from Yale. Yeah. So that's a thing. I mean, Flashdance you know. came out in '83. Purple Rain came out in '84. Yeah, so okay. she skipped out on this to go get her her, her college education, which yeah, yeah. good for you. Yeah, especially absolutely. at Yale for sure. Um, but missed out on the movie because they thought it was going to be crap, and it wasn't crap, honestly, because the movie did fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah, don't office. get me wrong. I I I really enjoyed the movie. It's a terrible movie, but I really enjoyed it the movie. It won fucking nominated. It won an Emmy. I thought you were going to say an MTV award. Yeah, probably won several of those. But it won an Emmy, too. Um, the category Emmy? doesn't exist it anymore. It was a theatrical release and won an Emmy? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it was like best musical score in a, in a movie or something like that. Hmm. But yeah, original movie score or something, something along that line. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, Vanity is no longer with us. I think she died a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, one more that I had no interest in knowing, so it didn't even register. Right, um, and and another thing too with Vanity Six. When I was a kid, I don't I don't know. I may have been young teens, and this I can say this. Yeah, in eighteen seventy five. No, I, I can say this since Brad's not here to say that. You know, <laughs> give the wrong impression of my age. Um, I actually well, you are old. Yes, I found a Vanity Six cassette. Are you kidding me? And I stole it. From a family member. Who, and you know what? It's who, gonna be in the. It's gonna be in the next movie uh, with uh, Star Wars. What Vanity Six? The cassette. Oh. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, I had wasn't wasn't Vanity in Barry Gordy's Last Dragon? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Absolutely. I just I just remember made that connection in my brain. I love that movie. I am so I trying. I, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm literally waiting for the day we get a category where I can pick that. I've been trying to do it for fucking. <laughs> 
ever. I, and every time he comes up, something changes the category. I love that movie so much. I'm going yes. to get it on the Survivor Show Series up. first. Oh, I'm going to hurt you so I'm, I'm so, I was so sad when he died because he was also Lord Bowler for Frisco yes. County. Yes. Sorry, I'm derailing here. No, that's a, that's a good derail. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, a good, that's a derail I will accept. Just to quickly uh, fin- finish up what I was saying is that uh, I actually stole it and because of the picture that was on the front of the cassette, my mom found it amongst all my other cassettes and and took it from me because she was uh, they were all dressed in lingerie on the front and she thought I think she thought that was inappropriate. I never saw that cassette again. So anyhow, let's finish. <laughs> I never saw that cassette again because your dad found it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and maybe it was his mom. You don't know. Well, maybe it could have been, but you know. Um, so. He creates the uh, he creates the, the group and they they perform um, and they do very well obviously because they were in a strip club I think uh, I'm not sure that they were actually performing at that was um, the weirdest was it like was it they're test? still supposed was to be performing for Billy right right but so I th- I'm guessing this is supposed place. to be no I don't think it was no. his place I, really I don't had, think it was I, I think that like, wasn't real clear to me yeah I mean, exactly because it was just like this fence in this little tiny area and I feel like. Well, they said. I I feel like that they um, they put um, he like did a test run uh, and put them to see if they were good enough to be on. Right, right, and and he actually said that they left ticket uh, a ticket for Prince. So if it was at if it was at that club, then he probably could have got in without a ticket anyway. So I'm guessing it was someplace else. And that's what I'm thinking. Like it had to have been somewhere else. And 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 I think he was just kind of play testing them to see how they worked out. But I really do think it was a strip club because they were all like trying to put like yeah. dollar bills in their garters and shit. And the 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 blonde haired chick was like, it was funny because like she made eye contact with one of the guys, and I don't think it was something that was meant to be going on. Because <laughs> like the eye contact like the she director made, she told like, the audience, the 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 uh, background players to say, just do this. Yeah, and didn't tell the uh, yeah the band. <laughs> she looked pissed. like she was she was singing and dancing and chewing bubblegum at the same time. So this bitch is talented. Yeah, <laughs> um, the entire time she was performing, she's chewing bubblegum. And she just had this look on her face like, I'm going to fucking kick you in the head with this spike fucking shoe. <laughs> so probably the first take. Probably, I'm yeah. guessing. But uh, so they, they did their performance. And um, as they apparently partied really hard afterwards, too. Yeah. Because Morris Day and her were walking back to his car. <laughs> they were drunk. Yeah, they yeah. were beyond drunk. But apparently they weren't, they weren't so drunk as to her not know what the hell was about to happen. Because there was about to be some shit going at, on. At first she was okay with it. And then it hit her. She's like, wait a minute. Yeah. When he, when he like pushed her against the car and backed up and did his little, uh, and like the, the pelvic thrust, she was like, hold on. This motherfucker thinks I'm getting in the back of this car and bowling it. She's like, oh shit. Happening? And then, then we hear the motorcycle. The micro motorcycle rev up. And, um, the micro machine. <laughs> you see her looking around like, where the fuck is that coming from? And they're oh, they're like, where is it? And there's like, I guess the smoke, smoke, or I don't know what, it, like steam yeah. coming from somewhere. And like the entire alley, and these people park their cars like in the worst possible places. Minnesota ever. is the land of fog, so. But I mean, how do you? How do you? Um, how do you park your car and that motorcycle anywhere in any alley you can possibly find? Not have it towed, not have the wheels taken off of it. Because I mean, if you drive, if you take that caddy and you park it in Philadelphia somewhere, by the time it's you gone. come out of that performance, no, it's still there. But you just have no, no tires. Doors, there's no tires. <laughs> the engine's probably gone, and there's a note that says "Thanks again." And <laughs> 
It's just not possible. But he walks up, and not only that, but he doesn't use a key on the door. He just opens the door, which means he never locked it. Right. That's just how big a badass he was. Everybody <sighs> knew. Everybody knew it was his car. He his car. It's going to be a bad day for Jerome's you. Jerome's coming for you. <laughs> like anyone, you don't want to cross Jerome. Like anyone would be afraid of Jerome. Who, by the way, um, I'm just going to throw this out there. but uh, He had the night off. Have you noticed the uh, the similarities between Jerome and, uh, and, and Moore's Day and our favorite um, two hetero life mates? Oh, Jay and Silent Bob? <laughs> didn't, didn't Jay and Silent Bob make that exact uh, That's comparison? exactly what they did in the end of their movie. So I'm on point and I get one for that. <laughs> but you did that just so you could be on point. <laughs> Does it matter? Does it matter? I have control of the points, so oh, I don't give it, myself what I want. Well, it, everything's made up and the points don't matter. Exactly. So, you know, but again, if this is this is how widespread, like, and my, my idea of Moore's Day and the time being so fucking popular and taking over so much of this movie is that Jay and Simon, that, that Kevin Smith actually wrote them in the end of their movie just so that they can so they can dance with them. Again, yeah. if you were to ever direct one movie, what would you do? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if it would be more stand of time, but I, like they obviously like that 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 correlation. Like I know that they probably looked at them in the past and was like, "Dude, that's us," <laughs> you know, and and it, and it shows. But when it comes through. But uh, so he gets her back there, and uh, Prince rides in like the fucking gallant knight on his purple steed, um, and <laughs> his knocks, purple steed, right, and <laughs> knocks uh, Morris Day conveniently onto a bunch of prepackaged, filled peanut-filled boxes that just happen to be sitting there, brand new, clean in the alley, <laughs> um, and he lands squarely on them, and uh, Apollonia gets on the motorcycle and they drive Get off on. into the sunset, um, <laughs> which. She was extremely fucking drunk. Oh, yeah. But getting onto that motorcycle, she sobered up really fast. <laughs> you know, you do what you gotta do. I guess. No, that, I forgot about that. There's a scene where she, when he first takes her back to his house, and they're looking through the window, and she's like, that's your mom and dad? And he's sitting on the ground, I'm like, no, he just took you to somebody else's house and showed you their parents. We're gonna peep in on these people. <laughs> I mean, in in fairness, that does kind of sound like something Prince might do. (laughs) He's just like, like, Prince, what do I care? That's actually not my family. I live two houses down. (laughs) We're just here. We're going to have sex soon. Um, We might watch them do it too. I don't know. It might happen. We're going to watch these people. It's going to be a good night. (laughs) Watch what he does to her. I'm going to do that to you. Which later on he does. Um, So, again, it comes down to like this, that half hour frame of dialogue and actual what what we would consider to be acting um, for this movie um, is mostly about the things that happen to Prince in his life. But there are things in here that are just kind of fucked up where he obviously can't control his emotions um, dealing with the, the, the way his parents are. He can't control um, his outbursts of how he deals with those thoughts. And he has these fucked up montages where most people have training montages. He has, like, dysfunctional family montages. Yeah. <laughs> Several of them at a time. At one point, uh, his father, who later on, as, as he's kind of spiraling down um, and realizing that he's kind of a dick, um, because he becomes self-aware, and I think that's where he kind of turns the table in and starts to realize, I need to kind of change the way things are going. Um, so I'm going to become my daddy and right. fail to blow my brains out. <laughs> which is exactly where we're going, oh, because yeah, sorry. his dad decides that he's you know tired of all this mess, and he's going to, to try to commit suicide with a 22? Uh, 30-ish? I'm thinking yeah. it's a 22. 
And the only reason why I'm saying the 22 is it looks like a Saturday night special that he probably got from his dad, who was a Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis police officer. And uh, they do a chalk outline of this body, of his body. He's not dead. And normally, you don't do a chalk outline of a person if they're not dead. It just occurred to me, maybe somebody else had been dead in there, in that basement before, and they never pulled that tape up. But it was literally chalk. Or chalk. It was chalk. Not only that, but when they picked the dad up on the gurney, there was no chalk on the ground at all. Like, there was no outline of what happened. So there was one very talented police officer that walked in, he's like, well, looks about like this <laughs> well that's the only, the only the only reason you need the chalk outline is if somebody died and when that when that happened we saw that he was still alive in the end he's still alive so and i don't know what the whole, whole point of the chalk outline to, was because back in the day when they didn't have very good you know pictures and cameras they needed to make sure that they knew exactly where the body was positioned and yada 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 which i'm still thinking this was unnecessary I didn't see it when they were picking him up. It wasn't there. And then he's having these weird flashbacks about all the crap his dad's done, which is understandable, and the fact that his dad just tried to kill himself, which apparently he's no good at that either. Nope. Because other than being a very good musician at one point, he must have put the gun next to his ear, pointing straight up, pulled the trigger, and just grazed himself. Because That's the best I can figure. If it yeah. hadn't been pointed at his head, in my mind, even if it was a twenty-two, he would have had scrambled eggs. And he would not have survived this. But I mean, somehow, that bullet had to have traveled like into his skull, around his brain, around his head, and out the other side. It's not like a twenty two has much penetrating power, but if it's right against yes. your skull, it's gonna hurt. I don't get it. <laughs> so, he's having this, this, this weird flash thing happen, in which his... Um, his, uh, he's seeing his dad, the, or he's seeing his dad, and he's seeing the, the chalk outline, and he's looking over at this rope that's on the ground, conveniently a length of rope on the ground, and then he's looking back at the chalk outline, thinking of his dad, looking at the rope, and then he flashes to himself hanging from the rafters. Well, that was a really quick flash. Yeah, I'm not, I, it wasn't for the fact that I just feel like it's supposed to be him. You couldn't really yeah. know whether it was him. But it flashes, and then he flips the fuck out and just starts beating everything up with a kendo stick. Where did that fucking kendo stick come from? Where did the rope come from? Who's got a rope like that in their basement? <laughs> so he starts, Suicidal people? And apparently, apparently. His, mom, his mom is a very good mom. Okay, so let's just give it to his mom. She takes all this dad's shit, but she still finds time to, to, to can and preserve goods for the family. Oh, because yeah. the entire basement is full. She's like a fucking hoarding prepper down there. <laughs> because the entire basement is full of a piano, which I still cannot figure out how the fuck they got that thing down. That rampway of stairs. <sighs> and she has like shelves and shelves and shelves of like preserves and canned vegetables or, or bottled vegetables down. As somebody vegetables. who's been moving giant things of furniture downstairs recently. I, that, yeah, that hurts me. Yeah. She was preparing for 1999. <laughs> oh, well done. No, I liked it. Oh. I liked it. So cliche. You were just waiting for some time to use that. I could see I it was. boiling up in there. I was, I was. He's like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh. I liked it, but then Thank you. I, I got my new favorite joke from my niece this week. It's the knock-knock. Who's there? Interrupting starfish. Interrupt, and then you just push their face, your, your hand over their face. <laughs> I laughed for ten That's minutes. That's kind of like Brad when he decides he doesn't want to listen to uh, Corey talk. Interrupting Cosmic Key. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why you have that on your soundboard. 
Because everybody needs a little Gwildor in their life. Exactly. And it's it's a it's a loving memory of Brad. So um, he decides. I guess at that point, kind of the turning point in the movie, like his 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 low like, bottom of the oh, barrel wait, moment. Maybe I'm a dick. Yeah. So maybe I, I'm the problem. I have smacked my girl. I have almost beat her down and caught myself. I've been a dick to my bandmates who are doing nothing more than trying to help me succeed. Um, I need to do something. So he goes through. And, uh, and decides, I guess, that he's going to, you know, use the girl's music and support Apollonia in her endeavors to become a star and play music and not be a dick. So he gets up on stage for his final performance of the but movie. But isn't he... Uh, now, I'm not 100%. Isn't the music he's about to play his dad's music? He does, because that's when okay. he does his training montage. Okay. He does Make his training sure. montage where he's montage, learning music. Montage, montage. Uh, of course, he has to, you know, his dad, who only memorizes the music... Allegedly. Apparently, uh, allegedly, apparently he, so he's playing the recordings and then figuring out the keys, playing the recordings, figuring out the keys. And honestly, that's a lot more talent than what his dad's doing in oh, my yeah. mind, because to be able to, to read music in the first place is, is crazy to me. And then be able to actually write it out and, and have it be something is amazing to me as well. But to be able to listen to something, then write it out and play it two seconds later that's pretty fucking impressive as an artist. Absolutely. And he has those real abilities and skills. Because this man came to this movie with a hundred songs ready to put into this movie. That would have been a long fucking And he movie. tried to put them all in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. So he, uh, he does his training montage in which he figures out this hot new song and he's going to include his dad's music and uh, the girl's music, uh, Lisa and uh, Wendy. Wendy's music in it. And he's going to uh, kind of lay it all out there and put his emotions into it, which Billy had told him the entire movie, keep your personal shit off the stage. Which which every song really ever written is a personal story. Right. So, so like, go figure that line out. If you're going to have good music, it's usually something personal that's happened to you or you've seen happen, and you turn it into music. And it makes money. And it gets fucking Billy paid. So why would he not want him to do that? That makes no fucking yeah. sense to me whatsoever. So... Uh, he goes on stage and he performs his hit song, um, and it's basically an ode to my dad being an asshole um, and me being a dick, um, a little less of an asshole, but you know, just dick level. And uh, and he kind of apologizes to everybody. He starts the song off by uh, playing Wendy and, and Lisa's music and goes into his, and and everyone's happy and 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 cheers and. Apparently that that it's the I know I'm a dick, right? But I'm also a genius, right. so you're gonna love me anyway. But I'll at least try to be a little bit less of a dick for and you. And Kanye needs to learn a lesson. <laughs> um, however, <laughs> yeah. So he performs, and everyone there is like in tears. Everyone is just digging the music. That place is fucking packed. So Billy still has not proved that he is having money issues to me at all. Not at all. So he goes through, and once he gets done, um, he turns around and um, he, he turns around and runs off stage like he normally does. So he's still in kind of dick mode, honestly. So he runs off stage. I have to do one song and yeah. I'm out. Everybody is cheering. Um, which that one song and out bullshit. Um, I didn't see him get mad at Morris Day for doing that because he definitely did that towards the end of the movie. But he runs out. He gets ready to jump on his motorcycle and ride off on his purple steed, his pulsing purple steed, <laughs> and for some reason stops himself. And Blondie McWaitress is standing at the door, stalker style, with, you know, mascara running down her face. And he looks at her and he's like, hey. And she's like, hey. And that's, that's like the extent. That's like her, her $150. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, 
Those those four lines. So he runs back in and like sees Apollonia and kisses her and she's happy with him and kind of gives a head nod to, to to Billy or whatever the fuck it is and like walks back on the stage and grabs some tambourines and throws them out into the crowd, which I'm thinking those are probably house tambourines, so Billy's going to want those back because <laughs> now he is losing money. I have to give it to him. He's losing money and Those now. things aren't exactly cheap. Probably not. I don't know how much they go for. Those things are not cheap, so I'm pretty sure that that's, that is where he's losing his money, is him throwing out tambourines that he probably should be thrown out. So he comes back, he does an encore, which everybody is like screaming and yelling. And he did out. another song! Yeah, he he's did another doing a song. second song, he's not a dick anymore. That was his moment. Yeah, it's, walks, it's his I learned something. Yeah, he walks over and gives uh, gives uh, Lisa uh, Wendy a kiss. Like, yes, I loved your music. Thank you so much for finally letting me stop being a dick. I'm going to acknowledge you by yeah. putting my tongue down your throat now. <laughs> you only kissed her on the cheek yeah, if I there know. is that. <laughs> that was that was earlier with Apollonia where he, he literally threw his tongue down her throat. And... He was licking her face. Like, he literally was, like, trying to consume he her face. He did a lot of licking really things. He practically weird. had his fingers in her. And we thing. did also find out in this final performance that Prince invented... Oh, yeah, he invented twerking. He's officially credited as of the Showdown podcast today. He invented the twerk. I, yeah, uh, I mean, maybe James Brown. But there's a lot of James Brown in Prince's moves at the end yes. of that movie. However, but, I don't ever remember seeing, and I've seen a lot of James Brown well, videos. I've never seen him stop and twerk. And then continue on. I've never seen James Bond do that. That's so I'm thinking that was his own little flair. We're calling it right now. I'm going to tell it. Prince of the twerk. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the movie progresses on, and he, you know, he does his final his final encore performance, and the movie ends much in the stylings of of Rambo, uh, with him just doing a uh, dramatic turn. It goes chromiograph, and that's it. Roll credits. Roll credits. So big, nice old freeze frame of Prince's face. Exactly. Yeah. And with that, we're gonna go to commercial. With that, you're gonna hear our credits. So we'll be right back. And it's commercial time, Mike. You are our guest. Why don't you tell us where the, the listeners can find you? Uh, I'm at Gray Matters Flat on Twitter. Uh, that's pretty much it. All right, Vic. Where can they uh, find you at? You can find me on social media at at MillerKing51 or online playing video games all day, all night at Black and Angry. That's BLQ and Angry. Alright, and you can find me at... What, what the hell? Ha! You thought just because I was in the Bahamas I wouldn't interrupt your dumb old ass, Corey? Stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin your promo. You can find me at bradscottcomedy.com and at bradscottcomedy on Twitter and Instagram and click like on Comedian Brad Scott on Facebook. Okay, Corey, even though we're thousands of miles apart, go ahead. Seriously, he's all the way down the freaking Bahamas and he still can get into the show. It's the cosmic powers he wields. With that right, somebody key. needs to take that damn key away from him. All right, you can find me on Twitter at NKOGonzo. Now... Back to the show. So, gentlemen, this power ballot probably had a ton, a ton of kids birthed to it. I guarantee it. I was birthed to it. This is baby making music right here. Oh, yeah. I, I think that I baby mean, making music was called baby making music because Prince made this song. 
I, I, I honestly believe that that to be a true thing. We're we're trying to limit our our, our use of uh, Prince music just so we don't get booted off of every. It's a tribute. It, it is. It is a tribute. But it does fall under fair use. Well, yeah. Try to explain that to Paisley Park. Don't be well. afraid. Yeah. So, so uh, we but, started to talk a little bit in the beginning uh, about what you thought of it, Mike. Have we been able to sway you? Um, d- does this does Purple Rain hold up? Oh, it definitely holds up. That was never in question. Okay. It is it is still a terrible movie, but it's absolutely a fun movie to watch. <laughs> okay. Uh, See, I thought that this was going to go a different way completely. No, no, it's That's great. It, 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 again, you know, it is Blues Brothers 2000 with White Beaten, but I love Blues Brothers 2000, so, you know. <laughs> wow. The prequel, um, to, the prequel to 8 Mile. <laughs> <laughs> but as a music delivery system, this movie is fantastic because the music is fantastic. And who gives a shit what else is in the movie? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's it is it's fun. Everybody showed up. They absolutely were, you know, game to be there. They did their best. They were not actors. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, they are, and it's good that they're not actors because they're musicians and they were excellent. Yeah, I, there's no question in my mind. So I really enjoyed the movie. It's a terrible movie, but I loved it. So all right, Vic. Well, me, I'm next. Ah, yeah, he's really taking it. Yeah, he thinks he's, he's in charge now. I know. Brad's gonna come back and he's gonna be like, I don't want to give the reins back. Yeah, when, when, <laughs> when, when, he, when he comes, corner. when he comes back, I'll be de- back to my quiet role. Corey, he's gonna be, he's gonna be in that chair going, Why does it smell like? They're like, yeah, Corey marked his territory over there. He's taking it over. <laughs> um, for me, so like I said, this movie had a lot of, uh, of, of history for me. Um, again, because Prince in my family is, is a musical guy. Um, there, like I said, there are so many times that I can remember as a kid on Sunday morning after my mom played her gospel music for a while, the next thing to come on was Prince. So that talk about the difference in, you know, morning was for God, afternoon was for Prince. Well, depending on, depending on, uh, different kind of church. Exactly. <laughs> depending on the, uh, the, the years of, of the music he was, you were listening to. Well, I guess, yeah. I, I guess, I guess when you were a kid and living at yeah. home, yeah, it was that, but later on he ended up going and doing uh, very spiritual music. Absolutely. But, when it comes down to it, like, it was just a matter of, like, that was, this is almost, like, comfort music. Like, his music is, like, I could turn that on and be, like, chill and in bliss listening to, and I know the words, like, almost, I don't think there's a Prince song that when it plays, my mind cannot pull back those lyrics. Somehow, some way. I may not know them all, but every one of those songs will draw back can some hook sort. into the chorus somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's some sort of thing. And that's, that's a testament to how fucking talented this guy was. And when this movie came out, we were like, he made a movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone watched it, and it was, it was so great. And everyone thought it was going to be the biggest bomb in the fucking world, and it wasn't. I mean, it was a $7.2 million budget. And it made $68.4 million in the box office. That's, it was that, that's a return. Wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, and knowing him, he probably owned all of it too, didn't he? Well, he owned all the music. All the music, he owned sure. every, every group that was in there was under him. Like, he wrote all the music for all the bands that were under him. Like, there wasn't anything in there that uh, wasn't, you know. He got paid for every little bit. <laughs> yeah. If, if he didn't, I can't see him not making at least half of whatever this movie made, if you really think about yeah. it. But um, for me... Like, watch this movie, it's fun. It, it's hilarious to goof at some of the weird things in it. But, like, overall, this movie stands up for me. I don't think it ever wouldn't. Yeah. Just because, like, more stay of the time. <laughs> I mean, them alone makes this movie worth watching. If you didn't watch any other part and you just cut out every other part, this movie would still stand up because they are in it. And that's where I stand. 
Um, I say it stands too. Uh, it, as bad as bad as some of the acting is, um, like I said earlier, I think the music really makes you forget about all that, and and the concert sequences are just. I mean, I don't know of anything. I mean, there might be some some DVDs out there of Prince's live performances, like a whole concert or whatever, but um, I, d- I don't know of anything that's cap- they shut captured that, that, this that way. Down quick if no, I'm saying that I'm saying that he oh. put no, that out he did, this yeah, okay. Literally, literally every um, song in this movie, the actual video for it, the music video for it, is just the yeah. it's literally just the scenes yeah. from that song in that movie because he did the full songs. Yeah, like it wasn't like they just did a clip of something and then went. He did start to finish every one of those songs. Absolutely, and like the things that they did, the things that he had involved in making this movie were just ridiculous as far as all the things that they were able to to put into it. I mean, he asked Stevie Nicks to write. Um, I think he wanted her to write Purple Rain for him originally like i think he wanted to like step away from doing that and he sent her the music for it because he wrote the me he did the, all the music for it. he sent her the music and she was literally like um i can't do this <laughs> like this is too much like this is a 10 minute song and you want me to write a song to go with this and uh this is a lot yeah. <laughs> like he he's just an amazing artist when it comes down to it and, and you know and there's there's so many things involved like oh you know what we didn't even talk about it What's that? So at the end of the movie, at the end of the rap of this movie, apparently, uh, Morris Day and Prince literally oh, yeah, yeah. got into a fist fight. Both of these guys are not very imposing people. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard stories about Prince. Well, he's scrappy. And yeah. You know what that means? He's small and he can throw. He can slap like a bitch. That's what scrappy usually. That's means. what I was thinking. Was but like... like the two of them just got into it. And I'm sure. I mean. All joking aside, I'm sure they were just they were throwing haymakers at each other, but oh, yeah. they grew up together, they went to school together, they've been friends forever. But you know, when your friend becomes your boss and then becomes like your entire world revolves around that person and you do things to your best friend since high school, like go on tour and um demand that nobody interrupt your song your 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 performance and then when the Morris Day and the Time go on stage, Prince and the Revolution are throwing eggs at them. Aww. Okay. Again. And then, then a food fight breaks out afterwards, and all the damages that's done, Prince makes Moore's Day pay for it because it was his fault that the food fight started. See, again, it, it, it seems like Purple Rain is an example because it's supposed to be autobiographical. Yeah. And it's just Prince for two hours being a dick to people, but it's okay that he's a dick to people because he's a musical genius. Right. And I mean, a la Kanye. I'll say it again. But I mean, but it does but, seem I mean, like he, 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 he's, he's right. right. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> but he did like you do. You do notice that like over the years, like his mentality and all of that stuff changed. He was still young when all this was going on. I mean, I don't know exactly how old he was at that time, but well, I mean, he eighty four, was... right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what year he was born. That was thirty two years ago, and he was fifty seven when he died. So forty. No. Thirty two. He was in his twenties. Twenty five. Yeah. So I mean think about Holy how shit. Yeah. Think he was about twenty five when that movie came out. Think about how much of an ass we all were at twenty five. <laughs> I was very kind. You're still an ass, so don't even try it. <laughs> Alright. Now normally we don't tend to uh to like to do recasting. Especially for something like this. You know, it's like how how do you replace Prince in a movie like this? Um but I've been working on something, and I think we can recast uh, for Prince, Lil John. 
Yes. Little John? Yes, that's what I said. Little okay. John. All right. Um, I'm, I'm, you, got the, I'm, you got the fail sound effect right I am right? mildly intrigued on where this is going. <laughs> now, now keep in mind, if this does not work, I'm cutting it out. Oh, Jesus. You can't do that. After we go through all this, <laughs> you better put it in there. So we, what we have to do is we have to go back and reference it later. Yes. So that you can't cut it out. Right. <laughs> I'll cut that part out too. <laughs> okay. Okay, go ahead. You got a girlfriend? Yeah! You gonna get married? Yeah! Never get married. Okay! Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Oh, it's mildly, <laughs> mildly funny simply because watching this stone cold white boy. Oh yeah, no, yeah totally. Channel. Little... <laughs> I think it works. I think it works. I really do. I, I, you know. Yes, what? it totally works. Leave it in. <laughs> I, I'm gonna give you one. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Maybe, maybe little John will get recast. <laughs> maybe. Now, Owen now, Wilson see, wouldn't be good in this one. Asian, it's a new upcoming bit. Recast every movie with Lil John. <laughs> well, we we already do that with, uh, with Miley Cyrus. With Miley Cyrus. I don't think he's going to try to do Miley that's Cyrus. No, <laughs> no, that's Brad saying I'm not hacking it from that's him. That's true. I forgot about so, the Miley Cyrus. Yeah, try, try to do that, and I I, I probably could not handle that. <laughs> oh, God. this. Um, it's a, I choke a little bit every time I watch Go Back to It. <laughs> uh, so one last thing before we go. Um, Vic... Were you uh, were you lucky enough to see Prince live at all? Um, I did not get to see him live ever, unfortunately, because it would have been quite the fucking. Sadly, I never saw him live either. Okay, but I have seen Weird Al four times. <laughs> More than that, um, oddly enough, I find that probably something I can imagine you do. Yeah, right? I, I could do. Uh, I did see him once, unfortunately, only once, and uh, it was it ranks up there, and it always, always has been. Since since the since I saw him, it's in my top five favorite concerts of all time, and I've been to a shit ton of concerts. This one by far, even even after he was like two hours late, I don't think he, he got. Oh yeah, he kept the entire convention center waiting. Uh, I don't think he took the stage until after eleven <laughs> at night. Yeah, and so this thing went oh, on till shit. this thing went on till the wee hours of the morning. That means the union guys love Prince. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're they're definitely on overtime. So, um, but it was great, and it what it was at that show that I realized what kind of a, a of a killer guitarist he was. I mean, so underrated. Nobody, I don't think anybody recognizes how much of a great guitarist he was. And it was that night that I was like, he's a fucking killer guitarist. There was know, a, that, like I, I I wouldn't say that. Like I understand, like your your sentiment at that point was like, holy shit, this dude is fucking awesome on guitar. But I think if you really, if you were really to name probably some of the top guitarists in the world, obviously Santana is going to be up there. But I think oh yeah, there's going to be. There's a quote that's been floating around them. since he passed where uh, uh, somebody once asked Eric Clapton what it was like to be the best guitarist in the world. He said, I don't know, ask Prince. Yeah. <laughs> that was that so, an actual statement. Apparently, it was an actual statement. I mean. Either that, or enough people have misquoted it that, <laughs> that uh, now it is a real quote. <laughs> well, that enough people have misquoted it that it's being taken for a real quote, but it, it really appears to have been a real quote. So, so again, that this has been our uh, Prince tribute show uh, and our look back at Purple Rain, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. And on behalf of Brad Scott, who is still in the Bahamas, we have not kicked him off our show yet. Um, and in honor of uh, thank you Mike for being here it was an honor 
Yeah, thanks. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and for Vic, th- this is Corey, and thanks for listening. We are out of here.